The Israel Report with Rolene Marks. Well, the time's just gone 18 minutes past five. Joining us on the line are our correspondent from Israel, Rolene Marks. Rolene, good afternoon to you. Happy New Year and everything of the best for 2024. Happy New Year's. So happy to be speaking to you again. I missed you. Well, okay, yeah. Well, missed you. Everyone missed you too, uh, Rolene. But uh, yes, <laughs> everything of the best and great to have you on board once again, uh, Rolene. Let's just hope it's a positive and progressive year for all of us in 2024. Rolene, so the, the big story of the day, Deputy Hamas leader Saleh al-Aruri's assassination. Take us through this. Well, this was uh, last night news coming in that there was an explosion of sorts in a neighborhood in Beirut. And as the news progressed, we found out that Salah al-Aruri, which is one of the masterminds of the 7th of October terror attack and, and massacre, was eliminated. Now, who was uh, this man that was on Israel's wantedness? He was the deputy head of Hamas's political bureau. He was also uh, very involved in trying to uh, galvanize the Hamas cells in the West Bank uh, and, and Gaza to unify them and to bring along Hezbollah as well. And uh, he was also the founder of uh, Hamas's military wing, the Izzedin al-Qassams, responsible for many, many terror attacks against uh, Israelis, against the, the state of Israel. And uh, as the head of the Mossad said earlier today, he said, those who participated in the 7th of October attacks have signed their death warrant. And it doesn't matter when or where we will get you. Indeed. Well, uh, Shinbet and uh, Mossad have also made it clear that they're going to go after everybody who's based abroad. Absolutely, mm -hmm. absolutely. They were involved in planning the atrocities of the 7th of October that included rape and sexual violence, murder, torture, mutilation and kidnapping. Then uh, they are not safe wherever they may be. Indeed. Rolene, and of course, another, another story making headlines today is Harvard President Claudine Gay's resignation. Yes, yeah, so it's been very interesting to watch the, the feedback on social media. Some people say, uh, you know, it's unfair and that it's discriminatory. But Claudine Gay, with the shortest ever tenure in Harvard, she, she took the, the presidency in July. And she had a blind eye when it came to issues of anti-Semitism. She was told so many times that this is the situation for, for Jewish students on, on campus, the situation is untenable. There have been acts of violence, violence threats. We've seen some of the, the footage. We have heard a lot from students on, on campuses. And then there was also the issue of her plagiarizing. Uh, you know, anybody involved in, in, in academia or who's a writer, journalist will tell you that plagiarism is considered to be uh, quite criminal and, and abhorrent. And this is why she has been forced to resign. She will, um, Michael, continue to mm. keep her very, very uh, padded, we'll call it job and salary of nearly a million dollars a year. I get oh, wow a million dollars a year. <laughs> okay, that's something. Nine hundred thousand dollars is her salary. So uh, uh, nobody's really crying mm. for ba her back pocket. Mm. She's still employed. She just won't be the president of Harvard. Indeed, I guess to her credit, uh, Rolene, she did say that. Look, she resigned in the institution's interest and not her personal interest. 
Well, absolutely. Mm. Uh, I, I think that, um, and, and I've said it many times over the last now nearly three months, uh, this has been a wake-up call. The, this war has illuminated a lot. It, it, it's illuminated uh, the anti-Semites amongst us. Uh, you know, they will come to the fore. It's illuminated the complicit nature of the United Nations and their various agencies. And it's uh, highlighted, it's brought to the world the situation for, for Jewish students on campuses, especially across the United Nations, I mean, the United States. You and I spoke about that congressional hearing just a couple of weeks ago. Yes. Where Claudine Gay, along with the presidents of uh, UPenn and MIT, uh, had to answer questions. And all they could uh, keep saying was it depends on the context. It depends on the context. Well, we'd like to know uh, uh, what context is this? And I think right. uh, we have a very, very clear idea. Well, indeed. I mean, we've heard that word before, so use locally context. It seems to be a word used for convenience to find an excuse into what they're saying. But anyway, let's just see uh, now how things transpire at the at Harvard University following her resignation. Rolene, looking at now, let's come closer to, well, closer to home, closer to Israel. U.S. intelligence is now confirming the Shifa hospital was used as a Hamas terrorist operational base. Well, one thing the, the IDF have done really, really well is that they've made sure, and there's no excuse, journalists no excuse if you are receiving the uh, daily briefings from the IDF uh, as part of their list of journalists I get their updates uh, throughout the day uh, which I share with uh, you know with, with my groups but uh, there is no excuse for accurate reporting and and we go back uh, just a couple of weeks to the um, a disproportionate focus of the world's media on Al Shifa Hospital and the idea of saying that uh, Hamas use hospitals, uh, bearing in mind Gaza has some 56 hospitals uh, that services about a 25 uh, kilometer um, strip of land. 36 hospitals used as human shields and the idea took us inside Shifa hospital they took us inside to see the openings of tunnels to see the um, MRI machine and behind there there were AK-47 rifles to see the grab and go backpacks with uh, bulletproof vests and um, uh, and weaponry and uh, we know that hostages were held at Al Shifa hospital in fact the IDF said that at least two hostages who had been murdered by Hamas, their bodies, their remains were found in the perimeter of Al-Shifa hospital and uh, all our findings are handed over to other intelligence agencies, they're shared with the international intelligence agencies, shared with the media and the United States confirming what uh, we already told the world that the Al Shifa hospital was used as a command center, not just for Hamas, but for Palestinian Islamic Jihad. In fact, uh, U.S. intelligence went further to say that knowing that there would be an IDF, um, uh, knowing that the, uh, there would be an IDF uh, invasion, uh, they were very, very quick to destroy documentation and um, 
uh, and any kind of evidence. But we got it. Mm-hmm. And it's there for the world to see. Indeed. Rolly, let's just stay in Gaza just a little while. Now I'm, I'm seeing reports also of uh, tunnel, you know, more extensive tunneling being discovered. Uh, uh, one example is in a school. And now we've also got Hezbollah to the north with deadly tunnel systems uh, than Hamas, according to reports. Well, it's no secret that Hezbollah have also been tunneling over the years and the IDF have uh, have also destroyed a significant amount of, of tunnels there in uh, previous conflagrations. But um, uh, we are bracing for for any kind of upswing in violence with Hezbollah, any kind of opportunistic tech, attacks coming from tunnels there. And, and the IDF have said that you know we will defend uh, on on all um, on all fronts. But uh, Gaza, an estimated one and a half thousand tunnels, because it's not wow. necessarily what happens above the ground; it's what happens below the ground in Gaza. Uh, one and a half thousand tunnels i've got the numbers in front of me about 550 kilometers of tunnels uh, that, that are under the gaza strip costing are you ready for this 470 million six hundred and twenty five thousand dollars to to build about three million dollars per three and a half kilometer of of uh, uh, tunnels now imagine that that money Mm -hmm. was used to build uh, homes and hospitals Mm -hmm. well there are enough hospitals but schools and infrastructure and give whatever the the people of uh, Gaza need, uh, food security, whatever they need. Imagine that money was spent on uh, improving the lives of everyday citizens of Gaza. And if you've seen the imagery inside the tunnels, and there's no excuse for not seeing it, it's not just uh, uh, in the in the media that we get, but it's also been broadcast around the world by many of the mainstream media, including Reuters, who have done a big expose taking people inside the um in, inside the tunnels but uh, if you if you see inside these tunnels they are extremely sophisticated uh, some even have railings uh, some have uh, you know better bathrooms and kitchens than than many people have in their own homes michael and I believe also, Rony, very quickly, there's also a talk of, or rather suspicion of tunnels between Judea and Samaria going on in the West Bank. We haven't had any confirmation from the RDF okay. uh, with that. Somebody had uh, gone to the media saying they're, they're hearing reports of uh, digging, but we That's don't your... have confirmation okay. about that. So All I right. think, uh, and, and again, I want to go back to that conversation we keep having to have about the accuracy of information. Unless it comes from the RDF regarding mm. tunnels mm. and hostages and that, it is not corroborated news. Uh, I know that there is a, a WhatsApp circulating about Google. Uh, the Israeli Cyber Security Authority have said, please don't click on the links. It is a, a scam. And of course, you and I have spoken about that. Drop everything you're doing and pray right now scam. Indeed. Roland, we're going to have to leave it there. And thanks so much for confirming that. Uh, Yes, please confirm your sources. Please confirm where you get your information from. Roland Marks, our correspondent from Israel, joining us on the line to bring us the latest on what's happening in Israel.